And once again, another great episode of Lunch with Doug, continuing the conversation with Patrick Skaggs today on Lunch with Doug. This episode of Lunch with Doug is produced by the Music Exerbia Project and made possible by the Boutique Marketplace at 500 East Cherry Street in Nevada, Missouri. Karen McNair, the friendly neighborhood nutritionist at 269-267-4644. The Harry Frog Graphics, 150 North Commercial Street in fabulous Nevada, Missouri. Or call them at 417-381-1077. The second edition shop located at 500 East Cherry Street in fantastic Nevada, Missouri. The Main Square Cafe located on the square 121 North Main Street, Nevada, Missouri. The Gamers Fusion located at 617 East Cherry Street, Nevada, Missouri. Impact Graphics located at 14144 East Highway 54 or call them at 417-283-2056. The Nevada Tobacco and Liquor Store located at 125 West Cherry Street in Nevada, Missouri. The Nevada Coin, 123 East Cherry Street, Nevada, Missouri. I'm your host, Dangerous Doug Harper. Thank you for spending your lunchtime with me. Well, I always tell people, like, the secret of advertising. I'm like, the secret of advertising literally is saying the same thing enough times until they understand it or hear it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, most people are like takes like your average person, it takes like 21 times before they hear something, before they even like start to even notice it. Right. Like, and then they're like, oh, that maybe that sounds good. Like you said, you're seeing it subconsciously. You've seen it on a billboard. You didn't know you've seen it, but you drove by a billboard or you saw it in a newspaper when you were reading something else. But your mind knows it, but you didn't see it. And then one day you're just like, oh yeah, that place. Greenfields used to be out there. Yeah. I came up with a slogan for them. Oh, yeah? Whether it's lunchtime, dinner time, or takeout time, take the time to eat at Greenfields. Yeah. And that sticks. Yeah, that's good. And they liked it, and we ran with that for a while. Another one, when it comes to advertising, um, I worked for newspapers in advertising. I've also worked for television stations in advertising. Um, Not my favorite thing to do. But, again, I love the business. But another advertising salesperson that I was working with was so frustrated because she had this one client that couldn't get, you know, got the foot in the door but can't get nothing from. Well, you know, word of mouth is my advertising. Mm-hmm. And she did not know how to combat that and convince them that's the wrong mentality yeah and i was like it's pretty easy because she was like you know if they're doing good by word of mouth you know yeah I, I i don't know what i'm supposed to do i don't know how to break through to them word of mouth is good if that word of mouth is positive about your business yeah but it can have the other effect too if somebody has goes in you have a employee that's having a bad day and this person gets upset they're 10 times more likely to talk about a bad experience than the good experiences they have oh yeah you know you go into a restaurant you want a good meal you know that's not a news flash but if you come out with a horrible meal they're going to tell everybody 
So you have to really be careful when you sit there and, oh, I don't need to advertise my business good word of mouth. Well, it, it can change, yeah. you know, right there on a dime. Um, plus, you're not in control of that message. Yeah, you need controlled word of mouth. You don't control that message. What if somebody's friend comes in and they give them an extra piece of chicken on their meal or something, whatever mm-hmm. you're selling? They go and tell everybody they got three pieces. People come in, start expecting three, you know, an extra piece with their meal, because this guy's going around telling everybody, "Oh yeah, they'll give you a third piece of chicken." Yeah. You don't control the narrative of your own story of your own business, as well when you rely on word of mouth alone. Yeah, yeah. You hope for the best, kind of, don't you? And honestly, I mean, I'm not saying this is a fact statistic, but I would say my own thoughts on it are that it takes about five good things versus one bad thing. Because the one bad thing, like you said, people say, oh, what do you think of that place? And they say, oh, I hate it. Well, they're like all ears when you say they hate it. If you say they love it, then they're just like, oh, well, he just likes it. So they got to hear, like, they got to find like five, it's like prove it that it's good. But you say you hate it, I believe you. That place probably sucks. You know (laughs) how fast they just like, they'll trust you that because it's like, I think they're telling the truth. It's a microcosm of a lot of other things that we could go into. We could go down to a big rabbit hole (laughs) with this. But ultimately, and I could, you know, we could take this into politics at this point and all that, but we'll keep it in radio, keep it in broadcasting. If it bleeds, it leads. You remember that saying? Yeah. You say that all the time. It's because, you know, whether you, you know, people like a car accident. And when I say like, doesn't mean you like to see people get hurt. Right. But you like to slow down and see what's going on. You know, maybe you're just seeing if you're okay, but you're it's going to turn your head. Oh yeah. Well, the the Harlow House recently here in Nevada, you know, caught fire. Yes. And I was, you know, not making light of the fact that someone's house was burned because I feel bad about that for sure. But I was like the people that showed up for it. I was like it was bigger than Bushwhacker Days. That's what I was saying. I was like. And literally, and people would say, did you go down to the fire? That's like the next day. Like, right. The, like everybody in town drove by the fire. If they didn't go by the fire, they were looking at it on Facebook. You know, somebody was live. There were so many live. Here comes the news station. You know, I saw them asking people, can we use your video? We need some news. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, like everybody's like. In. To the highest bidder. Oh. And, and, and they was like, what, you know, the thing with that was Harlow, of course, was a, the guy that was like the first resident in that house, probably built it. I don't know if he built it or whatever, but I'd say he probably did. But he was like a prominent business guy years ago, so the history people know the Harlow. Nobody else knew that it, that's not why they were there. It could have been any house with a big fire. Right. It didn't matter that it was like oh, this yeah. historical piece, but that, you know, um, they would have been, if it was a huge fire, they would have been wherever, you know, it's just been. Yeah, curiosity is human nature, and we just tend to, I, I think we've done it so much and everybody blames the news, the radio, the television. Media is a bad term right, right now. Yeah. You know, it's a reflection of the people is all it is. Yeah. It, it comes back down to take a step back and think about it. The radio station makes its money off of advertising. They only get those advertisers if people are, you know, listening. They sure. want, they, they, you know, so the more, aver- you know, more listeners you have, you know, better chance you're going to get that advertising dollar. 
so nobody's putting anything on a radio station or a television station that you're not interested in. Yeah, exactly. It, it There's no agenda other than to make money. Yeah. And if you don't like it, I suggest moving on to the other channel or moving on to a hobby or something because the more you click on there on the Internet and comment on a news story that you hate this, you're just feeding the fire yeah you're feeling it It, it's just a microcosm we always react to negative things radio stations television stations all that know that that's what gets eyeballs Mm -hmm. that's what gets listeners and once they have the eyeballs and listeners they can get advertising dollars yeah it's there's no conspiracy yeah and you have more control over it than you realize exactly yeah yeah (laughs) it's just like yeah i know it's uh, somebody was told me that one time. He's like, uh, he's like, well, this guy was going to start a newspaper that was all good news, right? He goes, I saw it. He was going to start a newspaper that was all good news, and then, well, I never heard from him ever again. <laughs> <laughs> right? Apparently, he couldn't get no sponsorships for that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Didn't have enough subscriptions, so I couldn't get advertised. Yeah. Who wants to subscribe to that? What? Good news? What? <laughs> you know, I don't think people like like bad things for the sake of liking bad things or being bad people you know i just think we're in this hurry 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 nowadays we don't take a second to think about things rationally before we just blurt out with emotion yeah and that's kind of where we're at in that whole spear of things as i climb out of the rabbit hole now (laughs) out of the room we need a whole episode of of uh of your uh marketing we need a patrick oh marketing yeah episode Whew, so yeah. as you've talked all about this marketing, you can see that it's made me a lot of money here <laughs> are you are you opening a marketing company is that what's next no 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 nope i might do a podcast though i'd like to do a podcast i even have a title for it yeah what's the title it's that time of week with pms <laughs> I don't know. You might edit that later. <laughs> well, that's your initials. That's another. Yes, that's my initials. You know, it goes back to another story. So when I first first job, radio station, Double K Country, I want an intro. Nobody on the air has an intro. Mm-hmm. So I asked my boss if it's okay. She said, sure. So I went to the guru, Eric Nichols. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have to come up with an intro for the afternoon show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, leave it to me. I was like, okay. And of course, he comes up with this intro that's really simple yet effective. And it just says, with initials like PMS, there's nothing left to say. Here's Patrick <laughs> Michael Skaggs on Double K Country. <laughs> I got stopped. Every time I was at a grocery store in town, Ramey's, Walmart, a restaurant, I got stopped so many times. Are your initials really PMS? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, they are. Oh, man, your parents must have hated you. <laughs> but it got people listening, obviously. It got people stopping yeah. me, asking me about it. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> I've probably done worse on air. I think I said the 
H-E double hockey sticks one time on air down there. And it's not really one of those words where they're going to. Nowadays, you're going to get fined by the FCC. Mm-hmm. But I was interviewing an advertiser. And I said, that was a, you know, hell of a good deal. And he's like, paused, dead air. I'm like, hello? And he's like, are you allowed to say that? And I just played it off. I'm like, I said, what? Anyway, as we were talking about, you know, let's it just flip it real quick. It's like, I don't even know what you're talking about, man. That, that was 10 years ago in radio time. The uh, Did you work down there the day that the kid called the trader program and was selling his sister? No. Oh, yeah. So I happen to just one day be tuned in and caught this like on the air and it was so funny well years ago they didn't have three second delay now they do okay the reason that three second delay was added (laughs) was thank you to this little kid that he calls in and he's like they're like hello you're on the trader program and he's like yeah um i want to sell my sister and the guy's kind of chuckles you know or maybe i'm not sure who was doing it but it seemed like it was a guy but it might have been it might have been sheena might have been on there then that might have been sheena time i believe but he there anyway they, they the announcer chuckles you know like haha you know cute this little kid and he's like yeah i want a hundred dollars for her because she's a bitch <laughs> oh <laughs> hello and, I- and this is on the air and i'm like oh you know and then apparently they uh, about a couple days later they tried again. Well, they got him cut off. They cut him off. They didn't hear what. And he might, the kid might have said something worse than the B word. Right. You know, um, he might have called her a, a hoe yeah. or something. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they cut it off. But then it was very shortly after that the, the three second delay was introduced. <laughs> yeah, I believe that was probably Sheena. I was already gone, um, but I. Th- think i remember hearing talk about the delay they did not have the delay when i was there yeah and i didn't experience how to even use the delay until i got down to harrisonville yeah and yeah we had to do that a few times <laughs> down there they had their own trade tradio you yeah. know trader program tradio everybody calls it something different um, they had the same thing down there that we used to do, and I do it occasionally as well. And I had to get used to <laughs> to that <laughs> because it messes you up. Mm-hmm. It can mess you up because you're hearing things in a delay, and your timing gets off and everything. It, it was a learning experience. It was a learning curve. Yeah, yeah, because if you're monitoring the radio right there it comes right through like for the games i don't know i wouldn't again i worked down there before they had delay so you actually like the local games you just listen to the radio it was so you could hear what was what they were saying you just listen to his broadcast coming through i mean it was coming through i guess the headphones too but you could just listen to the radio and that was the monitor so then you get three second delay well that's and they i think they did that too at the at the at the uh like if you i guess the person who was listening to the radio was the person that wasn't in the studio. They were in the other room. Okay. But it was all happening live. And then the announcer listened to the to the commercials playing to them on the radio at the in their little headset or whatever. Okay. That's how they did it back then. And they may have feedback. It probably feeds back to them now or something. They got something fancier. But it was pretty, pretty bare minimum. But now you throw a three-second delay on that. Like, what? Like you said, you'd be. We had a lot of cool things that um, down there in Harrison – you know, that was the first time I saw like real automation where an automated Royals game. We did, you didn't have to have the board op. Oh, really? You know, they would send a little signal 
that would trigger your commercial breaks to play. Oh, wow. So you didn't have to have anybody monitoring, you know. And I had a laptop and our, we had our, you know, it was great. We had our own engineer Mm -hmm. as well. And he had a laptop. And we could go home and we could do anything on that laptop remotely from our houses. So I used to hire the DJs, the part-timers, and then I would haze them, basically. (laughs) So one of the jobs of a board op, not to just, you know, trigger those commercial breaks during football games and all that, they also have to build your music log Mm -hmm. for the overnight. Sure. You know, they put in the songs, they follow the paper format of, you know, this weather break goes here, this is the weather break. Sure. And they build all that into the system to run overnight automated. Mm-hmm. Um, they do that here. They do that everywhere, basically. Well, since I would be at home as they're putting songs in, I would take a song out. <laughs> all of a sudden, they, 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 they stop using their remote because I could see their mouse moving around. Uh-huh. I would grab my mouse and move their mouse around <laughs> and take <laughs> songs out. And just wait for it. Have my cell phone right here on the table. Because uh-huh. it's coming. Oh, here comes that ring. <laughs> Patrick, something's going on really freaky right now. <laughs> I think the computer's possessed. <laughs> what are you talking about, possessed? <laughs> Try not to laugh. I swear I put a song in. And it's not there now. And then I saw the mouse move. I saw the cursor on the screen move. Uh, that, that's how I introduced them to the radio. I would have a little fun and games there. Yeah. Oh, man, that's mean. This is downright mean. Oh, they enjoyed it. You sit in there long enough by yourself, quite enough, you're going to creep yourself out anyway. Oh, yeah. When you're in a radio station by yourself overnight, you know, mm-hmm. doing a game and nobody else is there. Every yeah. little noise, you know, you can weird yourself out really quick. When I, I worked down there during the Scream era, when the Scream movies first came out, I was working at the station here in town. And I had, uh, back then, you know, the front door is always locked after hours, but the back door was just always open. That's where the employees always went in. Well, my close friends knew, you know, the, the, the deal. And so sometimes, you know, if they needed something or whatever, they'd come down and or bring me food most of the time because I couldn't leave. Um, that's what friends are for, right? Oh yeah. So one night I'm like in there. It's late, and um, I'm just zoning out, not expecting anybody, anything like that. One of my friends had put on the the ghost face costume. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they crawled up because you couldn't see that little window. You you couldn't see them in the hall. They crawled under the little window. So I couldn't see him, right? Oh, yeah. So they waited till I was, like, doing the log book or something where I'm turned around, you know, checking the, the things and stuff. Stand, they stand up all real quiet, and they're just standing there in the scream ghost face. I turn around. I don't even notice them at first. I'm doing my thing. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see ghost face. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have never, my freaking heart just was like, I was so freaked out. It was the scariest thing that ever happened to me. I was just like, what? Because, you know, you're just like, 
it was something. And then You're not the, expecting it. Of course, they start because I didn't hear the door. I didn't, you know, right. crawled underneath. They were super, super stealth, and I just, oh man, I was so scared. I just, of course, I heard them laughing, <laughs> so I knew it was, you know, a joke. <laughs> who I, my friend, right? But you know, that's just like really creepy. And and the thing was, it wasn't around the same time. But there, you you get some weird calls at the station sometimes. Oh yeah, you know, and uh, you know, so people are weird sometimes. Some strange things. So. That I was like, you know, I don't know, just like always, like something like that. Yeah, we not only do you get strange calls, just strange things happen. I, when I was program director down there, one of my um, DJs was also on the city council. Mm-hmm. Not something I really excited as, as a program director of a radio station <laughs> having my hopefully impartial DJ being on city council, but there's no law against it. They can do that. Yeah. Legit. Well, my news director goes down, covers a council meeting. At night. Mm-hmm. And gets it ready for the, the news story ready for the morning. Apparently, my DJ, it was all about annexing some more land for the city to grow. Sure. And, of course, when you start talking about annexing land. Oh, yeah. People's (laughs) passions are going to come out on both sides of the fence. You know, usually, you know, the ones that are in the city that are for it and the ones that are living out in the county that are against it. Well, he tempers flared. And he even got so heated and said to the effect that with pure emotion, not stepping (laughs) back, as we've talked about, step back, gather your thoughts, then proceed about rednecks peeing off porches or something. (laughs) I don't want to hear from rednecks that pee off porches. Something to that effect. Yeah. Boy, did the phone lines blow up. I wasn't even at work yet because usually, you know, there's most places will have news three times in the morning, like a six thirty, seven, seven thirty, or seven and eight. Yeah, you know, six, seven, eight, six thirty, seven and eight, whatever. The general manager of the station's on the phone as I'm driving into work. Did you hear that? No, I just got in the car. Well, you're about to hear it again, so you can hear it on the next newscast. (laughs) I want that off the air. And so this is where you're in this journalistic integrity pull. Obviously, the station owner don't want this going. Obviously, general managers, you know, is there to keep that type of thing to not happen, to be that buffer. But now you're asking me to go tell my news director they got to pull this story. Well, yeah. I'm not happy with it either, the situation. Although my news director is really loving this. Not because they don't like the DJ, but, you know, your news directors love, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. You know, if it's something shocking, something hateful, whatever. You know, they know that they did a good job as far as their end. So it's it's a balance act of censoring <laughs> your news department, but also shielding the company, yeah, as well 
and so it uh, I decided I would abide by my general manager and pull the story. Some people in the business told me because I asked about it after it happened if I handled it right or not. Some people said no. My rationale was it has gone over the air. We didn't censor it. Yeah. But at the same time... You didn't blow flames on it either, yeah. No. So it went out two of the three morning newscasts. I said, "There's n- we're not going to do that anymore. News director's mad at me. Understandable. My problem isn't that they didn't... Re- not that they reported on it and made the station and the DJ look bad. It's that you buried the lead. Mm-hmm. Your story was about annexing property right if they would have broke that up into two stories i might have had a little bit more about it but they didn't edit it into two different stories it started out as stories annexation and they let the sensationalism that happened during this story dictate the rest of the newscast yeah (laughs) it's like no we're not going to do that because Yes, he should. He's in the wrong end. You know, he was told. We told him. Me and the general manager said, "You know, you're going on air and apologizing for this, right? This this is ridiculous what you did." But at the same time, two rights don't make a make a wrong. Sure, yeah. Well, I hope you had a great time uh, listening to me and Patrick chat about all things uh, in every direction, and uh, hopefully, we'll have Patrick back on the show again sometime in the near future. But in the meantime, um, if you didn't listen to them all four, check out the four episodes with Patrick Skaggs. He's a cool guy, and hopefully we'll get him over to introduce uh, introduce a band sometime at the Red Cherry Alley when that opens in May. So that's that's what I know, man. That's what I know. That's today's episode of Lunch with Doug, and uh, thanks for spending your lunchtime with me. This episode of Lunch with Doug is produced by the Music Exerbia Project and made possible by the Boutique Marketplace at 500 East Cherry Street, Innovata, Missouri. Karen McNair, the friendly neighborhood nutritionist, at 269-267-4644. The Harry Frog Graphics, 150 North Commercial Street, in fabulous Nevada, Missouri, or call them at 417-381-1077. The second edition shop located at 500 East Cherry Street in fantastic Nevada, Missouri. The Main Square Cafe located on the square 121 North Main Street, Nevada, Missouri. The Gamers Fusion located at 617 East Cherry Street, Nevada, Missouri. Impact Graphics located at 14144 East Highway 54 or call them at 417-283-2056. The Nevada Tobacco and Liquor Store located at 125 West Cherry Street in Nevada, Missouri. The Nevada Coin, 123 East Cherry Street, Nevada, Missouri.